away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plakins. Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. We thank you very much for being here with us today. Doug Plagans, Jameson Olive, as always with you. Territory Talk is presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Big show coming up today. We're, of course, going to talk about the Panthers' convincing 6-1 win back on Monday over the Ottawa Senators. We are going to talk about Nolachari's first NHL hat trick took place in that game. And our featured guest today is Nolachari, so we'll have a long conversation coming up with him lots to get to Panthers wrapping up this franchise record nine game homestand Friday night at seven o'clock against the Dallas Stars so we hope to see you at the BB&T Center for that one by the way 954-835-POC FloridaPanthers.com Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets but Jamison starting things off right there a huge win for the Panthers on Monday a bounce back win a convincing win by a six to one final score different looks as far as the offensive groupings went in that game but uh, things seemed to click pretty well oh yeah 100% I mean uh, Joel Quenville kind of put the lines in a blender there you know four new lines a lot of guys playing in different spots Nolachari obviously being the main one uh, moving up from the bottom six up to that that second line right wing spot flourished there so uh, you could see it it really kind of gave the guys a shot in the arm a ton of energy from all four lines you know the defense looked great Sergey Bobrovsky another outstanding start we'll get to that in a little bit as well but overall I mean you just felt you felt a general exhale from everyone in the building after that win just because this team so badly wanted to snap out of that three game funk uh three games that were just so close you know all three games they really had a chance to win and just couldn't get over that hump so for them to not only beat the Senators but beat them in that fashion I think was very big and let's not forget these aren't you know the Senators are a surprising team this year that wasn't an easy win Uh, that really was a dangerous team like Joel Quenville likes to say. Uh, I mean, it was only a couple days before that they beat the Boston Bruins, and the other night they took the Lightning to overtime. So this is a team with a lot of young talent that can beat any team in this league. Um, so that was definitely a big win for the Panthers, and I definitely wouldn't look down on it. I think that's exactly what they needed to get back on track as we head into the holidays. Um, and like I said, it just... This felt good. Breath of fresh air. And we will preview this road ahead coming up for the Panthers. Leading up to the Christmas break, the Panthers will wrap up the homestand against Dallas, as I mentioned. Saturday night, big game on the road against the Carolina Hurricanes the finale of the three-game season series against Carolina. And then Monday night, the last game before Christmas, the Panthers will visit the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that'll be the finale, That's a huge game. The finale of the four-game season series against the Lightning. That is a huge game because, again, you only get four chances at the teams in your division. That is the fourth and final matchup for the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Both teams close in the standings right now, so that one's going to mean a lot coming up on uh, Monday night. And you can go out to a watch party, Territory on Tap watch party, to watch that one with fellow Panthers fans. Bo Campers in Fort Lauderdale on Monday night when the Panthers pay a visit to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So be sure to go and check that out. But a big road ahead coming up for the Panthers here. Yeah, 100%. Uh, this team wants to you know, go into the holidays on a high note. Like you said, the, the standings are so tight right now. I mean, it seems like the margin for error. It seems slim. like it seems like you win a game, you shoot right back into a playoff spot, and then you have an off day, you get out of it, and then you go back into it. Uh, Panthers have a couple games in hand right now, and a lot of teams right around them. So these are huge opportunities for them. Game, big games they need to take advantage of. But going back to the game on Monday, before we move ahead, uh, so much happened. Uh, just a lot happened. Milestones uh, left my, and right. So let's let's get to the milestones first. Uh, the first ones being with uh, Jonathan Huberto had so many milestones just personally. So going into it, 500 NHL game, which is cool to see. 
you know, a third a third overall pick in 2011. Been with this team. This is his eighth season. Longest tenured Panther. Cool to see Time him. Time just flies. Time He's... flies. Cool to see him hit, hit that mark. Only 26 years old still, 500 games in, because he got a, he got an early start with the talent he has. But gets into the game, uh, has four assists, a career high. One of the, you know, not a lot of Panthers have done that in franchise history. Helped the team, you know, really explode there for that five-goal uh, second period. Only the 10th time in franchise history they've scored five goals in a period, so more history there. And then Huberto getting those four assists ended up with 400 NHL points as well. So uh, a lot of different milestone pucks for him. I'm sure his, you know, his passenger seat was full of those as he was heading home because that's a lot of records, a lot of milestones for a guy that really deserves it. And uh, like I said, a guy that's been here a long time and been with a lot of the guys in the room a long time. So after today's practice, we just had a quick chance to ask Vincent Trocek, uh, his longtime friend. You see him entering pretty much every game with Huberto and those well-dressed Cats photos. Uh, so a longtime friend, longtime teammate. Here's what he had to say about just being a part of that night. Yeah, I mean, he's like I said earlier, he's a phenomenal player. He's one of the best ever played in in this organization. Um, great guy off the ice. He deserves every bit of the success he's had. And, um, it's a lot of fun to watch him out there. I've been lucky enough to be here with him for seven years and to watch him grow as he has and, and to just see the skill that he puts in the ice every night is a lot of fun to watch. It's so great to hear from Trocek there, just kind of about what it means. And I think we all feel the same way. Just a guy you followed him around so long. Just cool to see him hit those moments. And only two Panthers have registered 400 points in the Panthers uniform. Jonathan Huberto, the second. Ole Okunen, the only other one. And uh, now Huberto, 19 points behind Ole Okunen, who's the Panthers' all-time leading point getter. Alexander Barkov, not that far behind uh, behind them either. So uh, you got to think uh, here at some point in time, we're going to be on on Huberto watch again as he gets closer and closer to Ole Okunen's Panthers' record for points, which was 419. Yeah, he's going to blow that out of the water, which is very cool to see, just given how, like I said, how how much time he's been with this franchise. And I think when it's all said and done, it's going to be, you know, Barkov and Huberto just fighting for the top two spots in pretty much every offensive category uh, in franchise history as you look down the road. But uh, we mentioned Trocek, we mentioned Huberto, the third guy on that uh, that line right there, that new look second line, Nola Chara, we talked about him as well. Uh, first career hat trick. Um, after the game, he said it was his first hat trick since the AHL. Uh, you know, this is a guy the Panthers brought in the summer on a three-year deal. You know, one of the you know top bottom six guys in the league, a guy that can win face-offs, block a ton of shots, great penalty killer, leads this team in hits right now. So he does all those things. You don't expect him to score a hat trick. He, he has chipped in quite a few big goals. Those are really nice to see. And his eight goals are yeah. two off his career high from uh, you know a couple of years ago Ex- in Boston. Exactly. So he's scoring at a higher clip than ever, but that's kind of more of a bonus than anything else. He's got to score, but you don't need him to score hat tricks to win games. That's not why he's here. So for him to get bumped up, get promoted, to respond that way and have such a, a, a big night was really cool. And, uh, you know, Overall, I think as this team, you know, as the season goes along and as this team, you know, really starts to figure itself out and kind of become this well-oiled machine that it wants to become, uh, I think we're at the point now where any guy can have a big big night like that. I think all the guys on this team have that ability that can contribute. And the way, you know, Joel Quenville coaches this team, the guys like Noel Achari that maybe you're playing really well in a bottom six role, he's going to he's gonna reward them. He's going to give them those extra minutes, give them, you know, a better look up in the top six and see what they can do. So uh, just a huge night from him and a night I know uh, he'll never forget. And I know a guy from the moment he was signed on July 1st, obviously the Panthers made big splash on July 1st, bringing in, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky and Brett Connolly, Anton Strom and Nolachari. But I know from the time he was signed, we were all very excited to see him throw on the Panthers jersey to see the contributions he would make. And, and you look at it this season, he's been among the Panthers' leaders in hits. He's been among the team's lead in uh, block shots. He's one of the best forwards at blocking shots in the National Hockey League. So, uh, again, 
lot of great things that he chips in out there. He's scoring at a at a rate higher than any other time in his career, doing a great job there, as you said, Jamison. So let's get into that conversation that we talked about earlier. We had a chance to sit down with Nolachari as our featured guest on this week's edition of Territory Talk. By the way, Territory Talk, as always, presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Here is our conversation this week with Nolachari. All right, well, first order of business coming off your first career hat trick. A uh, couple days gone by since since you accomplished it, but uh, just how did it feel to have that big night? Uh, you know, it was really exciting, awesome feeling uh, being able to do that. It's not an easy task, um, but, uh, you know, I had some a lot of help from my line mates and uh, Hubie, magical with the puck, finding me back door and Trojus working his butt off and made things easier to get clean up the <laughs> trash in front of the net. Things are moving so quickly out there. In that split second, do you have time to appreciate some of like, like the moves Hubie made? Or do you, after the fact, look up at the jumbo chart and you're like, oh my gosh. Honestly, I, I didn't take it into account until after the game when I rewatched it. And I'm just like... Wow, like my jaw, like I think I watched it about four or five times. My jaw was open the whole time, and I was just like, can't believe he found me there. So uh, he's pretty special with the puck, and uh, it was really cool to get a couple assists from that guy. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about it, uh, obviously, first career hat trick, also first career multi goal game. So you get the first goal, you know, things are good. It's an early lead. You guys need that. That's great. But then you get you get the second goal. Just how do you feel after that one? Because, like I said, that was already, already the most you ever had in a game. Yeah, you know, uh, I think as a line, we were clicking early on and uh, just kind of feeding off each other and just being able to do that and coming off a three-game slide being able to jump out to nothing was big for us at home and uh, we just needed to capitalize on that and just I kind of wasn't thinking about it and then you're getting on the bench and guys are like might as well and I'm like so th- there, there was a hat trick watch on the bench there, there was no one said it but they were like you got a lot of time left you <laughs> might as well <laughs> so it's in the back of your mind but you don't want to get a stray away from your game and when it happened it was just an awesome feeling and just being able to you know accomplish that was special and it was a, a big night for you and a big night for the whole team everybody's feeling good in a, in a game like that how big was it for the group to not only get a win but to get it the way you guys did kind of dominating that one and really running away with it I think as a team it was we really needed that cut like I said losing three games in a row at home just leaves a bad taste in your mouth and being playing against another Atlantic Division team those points are always important I mean every point's important but especially in that in our division because it's so close but uh, you know just being able to put together a 60-minute game Bob has been playing phenomenal and uh, to come away with that was good and gives us good momentum going into Friday and just kind of you talked about post game you, you, you rewatched a couple of the goals you saw the passes um, but kind of look at that night as a whole did you did was your phone blowing up and I mean to, I mean you later on the night NHL.com you are sorry NHL Network you were the first star of the night there's a lot of extra things that come with a big night externally yeah I mean definitely you, you go to your phone after the game and you just see all your friends family just texting you congratulating you and just I think one of my friends uh said oh that's equivalent to a hole in one in golf (laughs) and uh, it it, it was great feeling and you know just uh you know do that and hearing how hard it is to actually do that I mean someone said when I was getting interviewed after that Hubie hasn't had one but he's got 400 points and just I mean how difficult it is to do something like that but then I'm like 400 points is a lot of points. I don't think I'll ever touch that. So, And I think he's closer to getting a hat trick before I'm getting 400 points. Everyone gets something, though. It's spreading the love around. Yeah. But, 
just to, for for yourself on a you know that line coming together that night uh, clearly things felt good just uh, when you found out you're going to be playing with those guys uh, how the how the transition go to, to working as a unit uh, I think we all bring a little something different to the table whether it's skill grit skill and grit and I think it kind of mashed up well for us and I mean like I said before Hubie's good with the approach is very good with the puck and I'll be a net presence get pucks back give it to those guys and I'll go back to the front of the net and try and open up space for those guys and I think especially in that game it, it went really well and uh, we all had we benefited from it how cool is it when you come you sign with the team the summer three-year deal you're signed to be you know that fourth line center winning face-offs blocks all that good stuff you already had a, a couple goals this season a lot of big games but then to get rewarded and hear from coach Q you know hey you know what you're going up to the second line tonight is that catch you off guard a little bit uh, yes and no you obviously you want to try and make your way up somehow I mean mm -hmm. and you guys know their role I know my role like you said win face off block shot score the occasional goal but uh, to be able to play on the line like that and try and take advantage whether it's goals assists plus minus just not getting scored on and and I just wanted to make the best of it and uh, I'm just happy it worked out and for, for you, you've been among the Panthers' leading shot blockers all season, among the top forwards in blocking shots. Uh, leading the team in hits right now as well. Pardon me? Leading the team in Le hits right now correct, as well. Correct, Leading the team in hits right now. I was going to, focusing on the, on, the, on the shot blocking specifically, when did you kind of adapt that part of your game? Was it when you were a kid? Did you, you know, something you enjoyed doing? And how have you kind of refined that? Because it, it's a skill that I think uh, maybe a lot of people don't have uh, maybe as much appreciation for, but it's something that is such an important part of the game. Yeah, I mean... When I was little, I was always playing mini sticks. I would always play play in the net, try and block, save the puck. But uh, I think it kind of just grew as I got older and in college. College is a lot of you're blocking shots. You have a cage on, you, you no fear. And uh, we would practice block shots in practice at the end of some practices with like rubber puck or uh, foam pucks, but just getting in that shot lane. And uh, I think that's helped me be successful to be a, a, a good penalty killer and be a fourth line guy and help me get into the league just being able to do certain things that other people can't and, you know, and try and just make sure I'm as good as I can be at it. We were, we were, I think also after your hat trick, there was a one reporter who said something like you were the second or third guy from Rhode Island to ever get a hat trick in the NHL. Some really obscure style like that. But it made me think and going back, you know, we always talk about kids in Florida only recently have guys to look up to in the NHL that came from Florida. Rhode Island, I mean, it's a small state, not a lot of NHLers coming out of Rhode Island. So from you growing up as a kid, who kind of was the guy who inspired you with any hometown guys? Um... I mean, I wasn't as young, but I mean, Brian Burrard's a Rhode Island guy, mm -hmm. uh, different position, but obviously, anyone like a small state, yeah. you hear you hear a name in Rhode Island, you're like, oh, I want to do that one day, <laughs> and uh, to be able to do that and just kind of join that group of hat tricks was pretty special, and uh, and like you said, not many people have done it, and to be able to have done that is pretty cool. And on Rhode Island, I mean, you, you go to high school there, you go to college there, you play for the Bruins, which is close by, you do all that stuff. But here now we are, many years later, first Florida Christmas on the horizon. Uh, just with thoughts on that, are you ready for it? A little, little different, isn't it? A little different. I, I, you can get a real tree, but I chose not to because I don't know how long it would have lasted in the warm weather. I mean, I do keep it cold in my house because I'm still adjusting to Because <laughs> anyone who's come over that from Florida is like oh, it's freezing in here I'm like really <laughs> but uh, no it's it's definitely different the lights on the palm trees and um, but it I'm excited it's nice and warm I mean leaving the rink every day leaving your house it's warm out and it, it's good for your body and I think I benefited the way I play 
to be able to leave a rink feeling warm and rather than you know being cold and then a little different I, I know I'm, I'm from a cold weather place originally so it's uh, maybe a little bit uh, disorienting in a way when it's you know it's getting dark outside it's you know 5 45 6 o'clock but it's still 80 degrees outside yeah. you have to kind of get yourself used to that yeah and I, I think it, it's awesome I mean I mean, it makes every ache and pain that much better that it's not freezing out and you're <laughs> right. bundled up. But uh, no, and it's just knowing that it's going to be warm out and you deal with a little rain passing, it's fine and better than the snow. And we mentioned a couple of days off, yesterday off day, today, kind of a later start to practice. Christmas shopping, is it done? You're no, not, no. I'm, the, I'm the worst Christmas shopper. My wife is unbelievable. She's got it weeks, months in advance. And I, I was like, she, I tell her to always just kind of just make a list of any gifts <laughs> that like you would want and just let me see it so I'm not kind of going out looking and not, not shooting in the like, dark. Exactly, because yeah. I'm not good at shopping. <laughs> so the off day yesterday, there was the no off, trip to the mall. The off day, or? I was I was at the dentist getting some teeth fixed. I spent most of the day there, so uh, that was kind of shot. But uh, I think today, because she's got a hair appointment, I think me cons and frankie might go do a group shop and i think it'll be better that all three of us are together i'd pay to watch that that'd be, that'd be good tv yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll see what we can do and <laughs> out there i don't know how good our opinions for other significant others would be but uh we're gonna give it a shot i think so do you go just kind of converge on one mall and i, I think i don't know which mall yet i'll let frankie choose because he's more stylish i think okay <laughs> he's got he's got better clothing no offense to cons. I mean, I know he's got better clothing than me, but um, I don't clothing. I don't. I, I won't. I won't shop clothing for my wife. Can't do it. It's too difficult. You, yeah. you never know. Exactly. It's too difficult. You never know. So, did she give you the list though? Did you get the list you asked she, for? She she made a list, a Google Doc, but I don't even know how to get to it. <laughs> I don't, that's confusing to me too. I, accessing the Google document. I don't know. So she's like, I sent it to you in a Google doc. I was like, how do I open it? And then she's like, she showed me, but it's like, okay, I go back to it. I still can't do it. And I'm like, I'm trying to go, sh- I don't want to tell you I'm going to go shopping for you now. Cause now, you know, I'm going to get a gift. I'd rather you think that I forgot and be surprised. <laughs> Maybe Jameson can let us in on why the Google doc is better than just emailing a list. I don't think it's better. I think people just become used to it. You do it a couple times and it becomes your life. So I don't know. I'm, a, I'm still a list guy. I'm still a handwritten notes. My my, my fiance is all about the notes. I would rather do a handwritten and just try and decipher her handwriting than <laughs> decipher a Google Doc. Keep it on the strand of the holidays. Um, holidays, obviously, a big time for cookies. You leave cookies out for Santa. We learned it was in the video the other night when you got the shovel, everyone yelling cookie. I think I did a Q&A with you a couple months ago. We found out your nickname here has become cookie. So just tell us the, kind of the background behind that a little bit first. So when I first got here, um, I think it was in Montreal, first like preseason game that I played in or Nashville, one of the two, I was looking for the cookies after a pregame meal. And they said, oh, they don't do that. We don't do that usually. And I was like, oh, I need a, I need my cookie before my nap. <laughs> and then Jens thought it was hysterical because it, it didn't happen for the preseason. Then kind of first couple of games still weren't there and then I was trying to figure, like talk to whoever I needed to I was like I need some cookies and the end was like started calling me cookie and it stuck and so everyone started calling me cookie and and now that's my name. Here we are, yeah. Here we are. So this was a routine you brought to Florida. You had this in Boston. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there were there were cookies at, after pregame and stuff. So I always had cookies after the uh, pregame. So I was like, 
does it matter what kind or uh, like a little variety? I, 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 honestly, a cookie's a cookie. I mean, doesn't really. I don't. I'm not a fan of nuts in the cookies. Okay. Nah. I, I I'll do oatmeal raisin. I like oatmeal raisin. I like chocolate chip M and M chocolate chip. Honestly. I appreciate that you mentioned oatmeal raisin first. Have you, Usually, I, that's has uh, has Aaron Eckblad made you cookies yet? Because he's famous here for that as well. He's really? made. Yeah, he lived with the Mitchells for a bit, and he there he famously made some pretty good chocolate chip I'll cookies. Have to ask him about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I learned. I, I mean, I like I said, cookies doesn't matter which one. But in Boston, it would be guys would always take the chocolate chips. So I was like, there's a ton of oatmeal raisin. I was like, all right, fine, you guys take those. No one wants those. And I, they're like, how many cookies are you taking? And I was like, it's oatmeal raisins are healthy. <laughs> so, we, uh, but, so at an arena, though, you never know what you're going to get. You, get. you take what you're given. If you're at the store shopping, what, what are you grabbing like, off the shelf? I'm simple Oreos. I love Base Oreos. level Oreos, double stuff, flavors. Honestly, I can do double stuff, but I prefer the regular. Just the regular. Mm-hmm. The standard. The holiday ones are my favorite. Like um, right now, I have the red stuffing ones. Yeah. I think those are the best ones I've had. I had the Halloween ones, but the red the, uh, with the red stuffing have been the freshest I've had. Have you gotten into any of the variation flavor Oreos? I, I did early on, but... You know, it, it it's just it's not the same. Like, <laughs> I tried like the the funfetti one, okay. the cake one, the pumpkin pie one's pretty good. I I didn't try that one. I do like pumpkin, um, but uh, just a standard. Like I'll only kind of switch over when it's the holiday color ones because those are those are good. I think I think you gotta score another hat trick now, so fans can throw some Oreos <laughs> on the ice. There you go. We Sneak them in. Started a thing. <laughs> um, moving right along to you know we're running out of time here. Christmas special time for anyone, specifically hockey players. It feels like growing up north. It's it's a day where you get new skates, new sticks, maybe go out and play with your friends, or if you got rollerblades, go out in the driveway. What was kind of some of your, your good hockey holiday memories? I mean, um, growing up, when you had, you wake up and Santa would bring that uh, that stick, the new stick, you, you, I would get up, see it, and then you'd, I'd immediately tape it and be like, it's ready to go, and you wouldn't have a game for another week, and I'm just in the, like, my parents, don't take it outside, <laughs> don't ruin it, and I'm like, I taped it up. I'm playing with it in the house. Just, just stick. Causing handle. chaos. Just, just, just wanted to use it so bad. Like any excuse to use it, but had to wait. But just waking up and knowing that there would maybe be something hockey related and over there under the tree. It was awesome. And it was usually, I think, probably the weekend before. You always there was always a tournament. Exactly. There was always a tournament to be played around mm-hmm. that time of the year. Yeah. So this year, you already have the hat trick. You got a three-year contract with the Panthers. A lot of good things you've already gotten. But if you had to ask Santa, who's here today for this for the Christmas party, if you had to ask him for one thing for this year, what would it be? Obviously, a Stanley Cup. Yeah, you got to. I mean, first you got to get to playoffs. But uh, I think we have the talent in the room, and I think we're we're figuring out our full game and where we've had some hiccups. And I think we've only grown as a team since the beginning of the year. And I, we we have everything that could be a playoff contender and do you, do you have to i guess remind yourself how to pack a suitcase it's been a while since uh, we've had to do that <laughs> exactly i've been spoiled here and i'm talking to friends back home and they're getting all the snow and i'm like i said to him today one of my friends was like i'm gonna make it down i was like he goes i'm sick of this like sleet and i'm like yeah it's kind of chilly here today it's about <laughs> 78 degrees out he goes oh yeah it's really chilly careful <laughs> bring a jacket outside you don't want to get a cold <laughs> Well, no, we thank you very much for for stopping by here on uh, on Territory Talk, and uh, I know we'll we'll have you back here again soon. But thank you very much for for stopping by today. Yeah. Thanks for having. Thanks, Noel. Thanks. Huge thanks to Noel Achari, our featured guest on this week's episode of Territory Talk. Again, Territory Talk presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. But always a great guy to sit down and chat with. 
ton of great stuff came out of that conversation and you can tell he's he's loving being a part of this Florida Panthers group no oh, 100% you can tell he just was one of those guys just like Brett Connolly who we had on a couple weeks ago just fit in right away you know loves the city loves the lifestyle loves the team you know, you know contributing you know at, at a career rate so great to hear from him and great to you know hear a lot of things we don't normally hear about you know the the, the trouble with Google Docs you know the favorite yep. cookies all those things that you know really you know don't show up on the ice probably but are really important to know just really cool things to find out about guys and kind of just what makes them tick off the ice and I think you know looking at his love of cookies I'm an Oreo guy as well we didn't ask him about if he has to have milk I feel like uh, I feel like it's maybe a no or if he does maybe it's an oat or almond milk you know for athletes you gotta be healthy but for myself just regular milk and cookies see Oreo is one of my favorites and I I love the versatility of it whether it's Oreo cookies but I love it's the Nolachari of cookies it's versatile yes it is but I Oreo cheesecake Oreo milkshake Oreo you know ice cream as a topping how do you get that job where you're just the guy making flavors for Oreo I, I would like to know we, maybe we can get him on territory talk him Mr. Or Oreo on territory talk at uh, at some point whoever does the uh, makes the big flavor decisions on uh, <laughs> as far as Oreos go the only cookie that I would stack up against Oreos fortune uh, it depends. Yeah. I love fortune. There's cookies. good and bad fortune cookies. I love the taste of fortune cookies. I love the that you always are going to get a little bit of wisdom in there and some lotto numbers, potentially, which could help. Big thanks, Noel Chari, for joining us on this week's episode of Territory Talk. And uh, again, the Panthers looking at a, a big road ahead here. But Jameson, before we get into talking about the upcoming schedule, you had a chance to ask Panthers head coach Joel Quenville just about the impacts that Noel Chari's made and about him having that big night the other night. Yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, just Noel. This is just two quick questions we had in the scrum after practice today. Uh, the first being about Noel Chari, the second being about just the nature uh, of his goals. Because you look back at that game, five of the six Panthers goals came from right on the doorstep, right around the blue paint. Uh, th- all three of Nolachari's did. Um, and then you had one from Barkov right on the doorstep. And then you had one from Toninato right on kind of right to the right post, you know, right on the doorstep as well. The only one that wasn't was a, a great blast from Mike Matheson that was a little bit farther out and kind of near the slot. So uh, that's how the, this team wants to score goals. That's the easiest place to score goals. It's hard to get the real estate. That's the hard part. But once you're there, there's no easier place to score a goal than right around the net. So that's obviously something this team wants to do a lot more of. So quickly, here's just what Joel Quenville had to say about Nolachari and the nature of those goals. Oh, I thought, uh, you know, I think Atch is one of those guys that goes to the right areas and hard areas, and that's where you got the rewards from. I know that Troche made some nice plays around the net, and he was, uh, you know, he had a couple that basically tapped it in or pushed it in. It was a, uh, but you get rewarded by going to the hard areas, and that's what he does, and I think it gives him a little bit of stability defensively and, uh, you know, has that purpose of being in the, in the hard areas, and I think that they get rewarded. I mean, we didn't expect uh, him to be the scorer on the line, but, uh, you know, we'll take it. Five of the six goals came from right around the paint. Was that kind of the message going into that game, just to get that real estate? I think it's every night that that's a, a continuous uh, harping and uh, barking and and trying to get their attention to get there. And, and some games or some teams are, are it's a lot tougher to get there. And uh, you know you got to pay a price, and that commitment is a uh, you know. But that's where the rewards come. And you want to score in this league, you got to find a way to get inside. And and uh, I think that's uh, was a good illustration the other day. Great to hear from Joel there, and I think that's kind of 
you know, what this team needs to do going forward. Uh, obviously, we know what they can do at the power play. We know the offensive weapons they have. We know, you know, how, that they can beat you on two-on-one rushes and things like that. So, but for them, you know, just they want to keep it simple. They want to earn that real estate. They want to get those goals right there. And when you have guys like Barkov and Huberto on the ice, they can find those guys at, at, near the net with passes like that. Uh, they're going to score a lot of goals. And the Panthers have a ton of weapons, as you mentioned, but Jamison, maybe the biggest X factor that the Panthers have night to night, maybe the one of the biggest weapons, arguably the biggest weapon the Panthers have night to night is number 72 between the pipes. And he has been locked in here uh, on this recent stretch for the Panthers. Sergei Bobrovsky's been unbelievable. He hasn't had a bad start on this entire homestand. And uh, I'll go even further. He's had pretty much every start's been amazing on this homestand. When you look at the numbers he's put up, uh, like I said, made the start of each of the last six games for the Panthers on this homestand. In that time, stopped 203 of 213 shots. That's a 953 save percentage. Uh, absolutely incredible. He's put the team in a position to win every night. Uh, a couple more goals here and there, and they would, you know, they might have swept this homestand with how well he's been playing. So, uh, that, if that's the Sergei Bobrovsky, you know, they get going forward. I think this team is obviously going to win a lot of games uh, throughout the remainder of the season. But the funny thing is now, uh, as much as that was a topic early on, you know, externally people saying, you know, what's wrong with Bob? You know, is he settling in? Things like that. He stopped 29 or 30 shots against the Senators, and we didn't even talk about it for the most part. You know, it's, at this point, I think it's become expected, which is great. People just know that Bobrovsky is going to give him a good start each and every night. Obviously, not every night. You know, there's bumps in the road throughout the entire season for any player. But for the most part, it seems like Sergei's become, you know, that reliable backbone that team knew he would be and the Panthers uh, of course gearing up now for a big finish to the pre-Christmas portion of the schedule and to reiterate Friday 7 o'clock the Panthers home against the Dallas Stars that will be the conclusion of the franchise record nine game homestand Saturday night the Panthers will wrap up their three game season series against the Carolina Hurricanes a team that's played the Panthers top this season and then Monday night the Panthers will be on the road against the Tampa Bay Lightning again you can go to uh, the Territory on Tap watch party that night Bo Campers in Fort Lauderdale is the destination. Go check that out. Watch the game with uh, other Panthers fans. 7 o'clock, the puck will drop that night. But uh, a big three-game stretch here to close out this pre-Christmas portion of the schedule, Jamison. Dallas, after the very tough start they had, they've really turned it around. They've been one of the hotter teams in the NHL for the last uh, six weeks or so. And then Carolina, they look like they're uh, they're a legitimate uh, contender in the Eastern Conference again. They got to the Eastern Conference final last year, and Tampa Bay's starting to get their feet under them a little bit. Yeah, three very difficult games. Uh, you know, taking them one at a time. You look at the uh, Dallas game to close the homestand. Joel Quenville talked a bit about today that you know they're they're four and four right now in the homestand. The, the goal now is just to finish the homestand above five hundred, five and four. You and I both said in past episodes during this homestand, six and three was the number we think we really wanted to see for this team to, you know, you know, gain some ground. But overall, to finish five and four, I think that keeps you right in the hunt, which is great for this team as well. So uh, that's the goal for them right now. They're not looking ahead to the other two games yet. All they want to do is beat the Dallas Stars, finish the homestand five and four and go from there. But for us, we are looking ahead. You and I, that's our job. So moving right along to the Carolina game. Um, Carolinas look great both times the Panthers played them this season. Uh, they've looked great all season. They're in a playoff spot right now in the Metropolitan Division. Um, so for the Panthers, it's just about, you know, getting that one win against them. And I think uh, there's been some flashes in those games where you think maybe if the Panthers keep doing this a little bit, uh, they'll be able to take those guys down. But they're a very aggressive team. They're a very structured team. We know how many great defensemen they have. But I think the Panthers, given how their lines are playing now and if they can carve out that real estate like they did against the Senators around the net. And like we've said before, with, you know, if Sergey Bobrovsky plays like he's playing in that game, they're going to have a great chance to win that one as well. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, right now the Lightning won two or three and their four-game season series, so the Panthers looking to split. The last game was so close, a 2-1 loss. Uh, so for the Panthers, just go out there, 
Churchek said it today. You know, they, they got nothing to say for it. After that, it's the Christmas break. Uh, you know, empty out the tanks, do whatever you got to do, get that win, and head, head into the holidays feeling pretty good about yourselves. And the Panthers, we can't emphasize enough how important these games are within the Atlantic Division. These games against Tampa Bay, looking ahead, games against Montreal, games against Toronto. These are these points are going to be so valuable moving forward, and this is the last chance the Panthers have against the Tampa Bay Lightning this season. So that's the finale of the season series. Got to make the most of the opportunity that lies ahead. So that's what's coming up here. Panthers, three games in four nights before the uh, Christmas break. And again, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody. We will have a Christmas Day episode of Territory Talk that you can look for coming up. Christmas is on a Wednesday, so uh, we will have material coming your way. Doesn't matter. Just like Santa, we deliver on Christmas. We, we deliver on Christmas. Does doesn't matter uh, what day it is, every Wednesday, all year long, new material from us here at Territory Talk. So floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, all those different places you can check out Territory Talk. And uh, again, big thanks to everybody who's made Territory Talk a part of their listening weeks throughout the 2019 calendar year. We couldn't do without you. So thank you very much for being on board with us. Once again, Territory Territory Talk is presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. We hope to see you at the BB&T Center Friday night when the Panthers take on the Dallas Stars. Again, 954-835-PocFloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. That's it for us on this week's edition. Again, each and every Wednesday, new material heading your way, so be sure to continue looking for that. For Jamison Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. Thanks again to our guest this week, Nolachari, for sitting down and taking some time for us, and big thanks to all of you for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.